and gentlemen welcome to another episode of bald and bonkers we are very excited to have frank craig campbell basil sorry it's gonna be horrible tonight (laughs) joining us tonight author of the extraterrestrial species almanac the ultimate guide to grays reptilians hybrids and nordics and uh, that is no lie in the title there's information there that both solved a lot of what we got going on this is my co-host, Christopher Mole. I didn't realize I'd completely been pronou- mispronouncing his name all this time, yeah, but we're going to fix that at some time. Do you know, he's always mispronouncing my name, and we'll have to fix that. <laughs> 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 well, welcome to the show, Craig. Um, thank, thank you guys for having me. On. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, this will be yeah. fun. Yeah. This will be I'm fun. Just, I'd just like to say to some people in the chat, because we've went live, obviously, there's Sherry. You actually seen Sherry. Sherry was in that trailer we showed you before the... Ah, nice. That, 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 was, that was Sherry. Um, yeah. Brooke. Hello, Brooke. Hey, Scottish Outlooker. Who else we all got in there? We've got... I think that's it now. Well, it's filling up very slowly. But yeah, there. I'm looking, I'm seeing. Yeah. But it's also out in Amazon, it's out in Spotify, and it's out in these other places for like downloads and stuff like that. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah we're at, we stream out to like forty-seven different locations, including Parapost. I do kind of find it funny that we have all this talk about like censorship and the government just trying to block UFO yeah. content, yet they'll allow all this nasty images. That the second we have some pro- probably some of the most serious conversations. There's seems like there's something holding back the audience a bit. That's a little odd. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. well, interest, you know, interesting. I think <laughs> at, at this stage of the game, I think, you know, the governments around the world, including ours, you know, they 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 have to allow this stuff to start happening organically, yeah. and and they've been feeding little bits of information into the public with the Tic Tacs and things like that, just testing yeah. the waters and things of that nature, and oh. uh, yeah. We've got a couple of new people in here. We've got oh, Austin. Good to see you, Austin. He's my US friend, and who was that name there, Dakota, at the bottom? I can't, I, I'm terrible with names. What is that? I, I, Jack, 
I can't, I can't pronounce that. Gachi, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm not going to try it. <laughs> so let's get into the yeah. conversation, Craig. Uh, sure. Honestly, man, I have got to buy up, buy more of your books, man, because yeah. this has been absolutely fascinating. Uh, tell us, we were talking about this before we came on. What was it that got you into this, into the UFOs in the first place, man? Well, I was 26 years old, and uh, I actually had a major spiritual awakening. And I went from sort of zero to 100 in a manner of two years of really fighting my belief systems and all kinds of things like that. Prior to that, I had never thought about what was out there in the universe. I had never even heard of the term duality. Um, I had never even thought of um, our emotions or tools that are helping us to groom our own self into becoming a shining diamond because of how we we present ourselves through our emotions and how we deal with our emotions. And that's the thing that gets us to the place of the heart. And when we get to the place of the heart, the ego vanishes. So the heart and mind become one. So all of these concepts and things and, and how to get there never crossed my mind. So in, uh, during this two months, two years, I mean, of uh, this waking process, when I finished, um, I, uh, at that time, I had several, uh, I call them universal master teachers. I was able to sit, close my eyes, and it was, I call it a mind internet. And I could yeah. see somebody pop in who looks exact, you know, who, as I'm looking at you on the inside yeah. of my eyelids, they could either, they would either say something or they would just look with this love and everything that they were conveying was downloaded, right? Um, I got lots of downloads at night. I went through lots and lots of experiences over the two years and that continued. They were just grooming tools to keep evolving on a quicker timeline than a lot of other people grooming me to get me ready to write a set of books, which is called the autobiography of an extraterrestrial saga. So that's going to be seven books in total. There are four books out now. And right now I'm writing two prequel books. And when I finish the prequel books, then I'll write the the seventh book and uh, finish out the series. So those books are about the Pleiades, Dakota. That's a lot about the Pleiadian people because the lead character, his name is Tehran. He's 7'7". He has long blonde hair. And um, he actually is a... (laughs) He is a... um, uh, He uh, teaches starseeds at the University of Melchizedek, which is 490 university planets in the Mira system. And so he teaches starseeds from all over this universe and other universes that want to come into Earth and help raise consciousness, right? So... 
So he takes them and teaches them and puts them through the process and and they they learn not only how they're going to achieve this on the timelines, but they also learn what race they're going to be born into. Will they be male or female? Will they be gay or straight? Will they what are all of their obstacles going to be? And so on. So and then the books deal with the greater duality in the universe. So uh but the most interesting thing about those books is Tehran was born dualistic. So in the fully conscious world, about every 200,000 beings born, one will be born dualistic so that they have, uh, the fully conscious people have a being to sort of bounce off of because they're not in contact with a lot of dualistic people on a daily basis. And for that dualistic being who has some specific purpose, for them to have these fully conscious people to learn to become fully conscious. So we go on Tehran's journey throughout the books and learn how he becomes a fully conscious male man. And then what happens at that point to his consciousness and then how he proceeds through life. So the reader actually becomes the lead character of Tehran, whether you're male or female. Um, and you learn how to do all these things yourself. So that's how I got into it. And um, and then this one, this book came along because my book agent knew that I knew all about extraterrestrials from all these experiences, but also that I got very involved in the UFO community at an early age and also started, you know, I went to all the conferences. I started meeting uh, MUFON investigators. I started meeting regular investigators. I started going on actual um, uh, investigations mm-hmm. and, so I started learning a lot from there. I myself even got caught an extraterrestrial on camera in one of the investigations that was interdimensional. So it was not, it was not there when I saw it, but I felt it and I heard it, which, which is different. And then the very next night in the same location, the abductee's son's girlfriend took pictures and caught another being that was more kind of like a serpent human, right? Really? right. Yes, really yeah. interesting, interesting looking, whole different stance in the body and everything of that nature. So, so um, I had, my favorite cases were the early contactee cases where yeah. regular humans in the 50s and 60s we're meeting beings from all over the galaxy who lives who live on the interior of all mm-hmm. the planets in our galaxy, right? Yeah. And um and so they were coming with specific messages, right? right? And a lot of the same ones that came like um Adamski's um uh, I forget the name of, uh, the guy that he met. Then there was George Van Tassel Salganda. 
And then there was Valiant Thor, three Venusian men, all coming with the same message, all coming with information on how you can eliminate sickness, disease, regenerate your cells to have a longer life and stop the aging process. That's why they all look like they're 30 years old. Right. So. <laughs> I'll need to get some. i get some of that. i get some of that. Can I, can I ask you, Craig? But then I let my co-host ask you because I, I know he's got a big list of questions, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know. But can I ask you, what was your first experience meeting these beings like? Your first experience. Well, my my first experience was when I was a boy, around right. ten years old, and I saw an angel in my room right and i thought that it was a spirit and i thought it might have been um one of my parents died or one of my sisters died and i ran in (laughs) like i ran in i remember holding my finger under all their noses to see if they were breathing and i was so relieved that they were And and then around that same time, I, and this is around 10 years old, around that same time, I always, um, like you, Chris, I've yeah. always been able to see and sense spirit and other energies yeah. in the room yeah. from the time I can remember. So yeah. I would see these things moving around, but I don't know why I never mentioned it to my parents, right? Yeah. I never yeah. mentioned that experience with the angel to my parents. And this next experience I never mentioned to them either, which was I was basically sitting in the tub and I was looking straight forward and I looked at my reflection in the nozzle and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden my entire soul was pulled up out of my body. It went out into the middle of the universe. The universe opened up and I felt all the love and everything that the universe really was. In those few seconds, and I heard, who am I, what am I, where did I come from, all of those things that we asked ourselves, all those questions were said out loud in that moment. I came back, got in my body, was catatonic for a little bit, and then that was the end of that. So the thing is, is when when we have... Beings that are coming in from somewhere else that are here to help do the work, that these things have to happen at an early age so that when they start to get, um, have contact, visitation, dream states later on in life, they're not fearful of it because it's already ingrained in their body, right? So that's what it was for me. But my first experience with the beings was, I couldn't believe how much love was emanating yeah. from them. I yeah. I couldn't believe like, it. My body went into nirvana just yeah, it's like beholding it's like, them. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like they just want to look after you. That's what that's yeah. what their goal is. It's that's yes. yeah. yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, it's yeah. incredible, incredible, yeah. Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting, he's sitting there. I'm sorry, it's just. A lot of what we've discussed so far, even before we went live, it's a lot of the same conclusions I'm coming to, and it's, I'm just finding myself dumbfounded at it right yeah. now. But yeah, look, not to make you feel old, but 
I am old. I'm oh. older than both of you. I'm going to tell you that, but I'm not going to say how old. <laughs> From what I've seen, you're about the same age as my mother. So uh, anyway, so uh, one thing I've noticed that floats around in UFO circles is alien blood type, that the type O negative may have actually come from the Anunnaki who integrated their own blood into ours to make us more compatible one, but a lot of people who may experience psychic episodes, abductions, things like that, or tend to be more spiritually inclined will have this blood type. Right. Have you have any validation in that sort of area? Well, I haven't had validation in the sense that it was O negative. I, I never heard that, but I, I would I would not poo-poo it because the thing is, is that we know during certain uh, points in time, extraterrestrials were here giving us an upgrade, right? We know this because in ancient Egypt, there are hieroglyphics of greys. There are hieroglyphics of... Uh, all different kinds of uh, spaceships, things that look like a helicopter. Um, there's all of these things. And then you go back into the ancient Roman times and they were painting spaceships and beings inside of a spaceship mm -hmm. there. And then when we go to the Aztecs, we see the Aztecs really drew it. I mean, I, I know someone, uh, I know two people that have humongous collections, and I've seen both their collections, of the original Aztec where the Aztec wrote on rocks like this big. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it was of a, of a gray face and then the ship and all, or it's just the ship or they were so elaborate and mechanical and they've all carbon dated back to those times. Yeah. So we know that this was happening. Um, it is also said that, um, we know the Lemurians came quite mm -hmm. a long, a long, long time ago and they covered most of California mm -hmm. on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. Then thousands and thousands of years later, the Atlanteans came and they are said to come from Sirius, the star Sirius. So, and the Syrians tend to be um, darker skin, darker brown, olive, yeah. dark hair. Some have, a, some have red hair. Some are a little lighter as well, just like in... Mexico, we have dark skin, and then we have a lot of people in Guadalajara have, look like they have Caucasian skin uh, yes. with blonde or brown hair and blue eyes. So, um, so it's fascinating that you know we can see all of these cultures yeah. that uh, go there, and then when Atlantis when they knew that Atlantis was going to be uh, destroy itself or yeah. destruct. I mean, I don't really know what the story is. I mm. mean, we know, okay, there was an asteroid or they destroyed it. We, yeah. it could be a little of both because yes. they could have sent the asteroid to destroy it. So, um, but the Lemurians went, they were preparing ahead of time. The ones that wanted to stay went below Mount Shasta. Right. Yes. So they they built Telos there. Now, what's interesting is that in Telos, the um, Melchizedek high priests 
name is Adama, and mm-hmm. the Melchizedek high priestess name is Terra Ra, right? And so um, now I know this because one of my dear friends who is now in her 80s and still, uh, you know, whippersnapper up in the head department, um, she has had the most amazing life and has made and has met everyone. Uh, I mean, unbelievable. So she was actually friends with an actual Lemurian woman. So she Amazing. obtained the information from her, and they were their friends, still friends. Ooh. And right. um, so, <clears throat> so then there's another book called The Smoky God that was written like a hundred years ago, <clears throat> and it's about a man and his son who were in their boat, and they somehow got on into the inner earth. Right, because there's holes at the north and south pole, big giant holes. I actually have slides of the holes. Right, like you see that? Yeah, (laughs) well, they're online. I mean, they're online, so anybody can really see them. So, but um, uh, so they went in and they came in contact with uh, giants. Right, and, and yeah. the uh, the Lemurians are giants too, and yeah, some are right. normal yeah. size, and um, some of them are fifteen to twenty feet tall. That's how big yeah. they are, right? So they came in contact with a race of giants. They lived with them and for quite some time harmoniously. Learned about everything there. They took them to one city, and in the city. In the book, mm-hmm. they actually talk about meeting the high priest. So all of these giant cities have a Melchizedek priest in them, right? right. Yeah. Uh, because the the universe, the university of Melchizedek, is yeah. the universe's sort of like college, right? Right. There are all these university planets, and everything comes from there. A lot of times, when we graduate, when we graduate from Earth. We may go back to Melchizedek and decide, okay, I've graduated from here. What is the next thing I want to learn and where do I want to have my next incarnation at? Yeah. Where do I want yeah. to do I want to go to uh Jupiter and live with the people there and learn what they are and their life their lifespans for normal people are maybe five thousand yeah. years. That's enough time for me to learn what I need to learn. Right, that that kind of thing, or they can can just keep on living. You know, it's really a choice. You know, even even immortals, not create not created beings like Valiant Thor, but other immortals. You know, can you imagine being the same person for like a hundred thousand years? You would get so bored with yourself that there's there is a thing where you can actually put in. After I forget the the span of time where you could actually shift who you are to become another personality so that you can renew your uh, your soul to have a new experience because that's what your soul craves. So there's all of these amazing things that are out there in the universe. I mean, I can see I can see I can see if living for 5000 years or 100,000 years. To some, it would no. they would find that bored, but I wouldn't actually because 
if you were an extraterrestrial and you knew everything, right? Right. And you lived for a hundred thousand years, could you imagine the knowledge that you could? Oh yeah. Yeah. The things that you could see, the civilizations from yes. beginning to end. Yes. It, yes, it, it really and truly is amazing. So, yeah. and we 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 just keep growing yeah. and growing and growing, and you know, ultimately we'll become celestials, and yes. then we'll become you know the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and then we really just sort of become the embodiment of the all, which we already are. Right. We're just all having these little separate experiences. But in the end, we just kind of merge back in and become the all. Yeah. We become everything. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes when worlds such as Earth are in turmoil, they can pull even very advanced beings from the all to come back and take a higher dimension body and step down a little bit, right? And then start going towards the people that have incarnated on the planet to affect change. Yeah. So it's it's absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Dakota, would you like to? I mean, like <laughs> like I said, I'm getting dumbfounded here. It's, I know, so mom. It's me to think about it, and and one of the things that. Yes, I acknowledge that if someone doesn't understand my own experiences or doesn't believe me, you know, I understand that. I know it sounds crazy. I'm expecting to end up in a straight jacket one of these days. But <laughs> especially with events lately, especially with the light being that Chris was mentioning that yeah. eventually comes through him and sends mm-hmm. me mysterious messages in the middle of the night. That is, yeah. But that's the way that's the way it happens because it's better for that being to go to Chris because it's more of a validation through Chris than if you were to receive the message because you might word it off as oh it's just my imagination. Yeah. Well, well the being yeah. the being that comes that I encounter I'll just put it that way. He see how you're going on about beings being like a hundred thousand years old. He says he. Is five million years old. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, can you imagine living for five million years? You you can, and and this is this is where I tell everybody, you know, um, they're not going to be with the same person. No. For all that time, that's why they truly, when you get into this unconditional love. You recognize all of the beings that come in and out of your life as your true soulmate, and you may wish to experience a relationship with three different people at the same time, and you would just have the conversation with your other mates to say that you want to. I mean, I can imagine, you know, I can let's just say it's a man. And it's yeah. and uh, this man is going to have a relationship with two women and a man, right? Mm-hmm. And or an androgynous person because there's lots of androgyny up there, and there's there's lots of um, hermaphrodites because mm-hmm. 
you know, the male and female in one body. We're male and female in one body, but now we're just kind of separated a little out, but it doesn't mean that we don't have it. Right. So, um, so anyway, the, uh, it's, it's interesting because they really, I mean, you can imagine a wife being like, Oh my God, he's been here for a thousand years. Can somebody kick him out? You know, you want him to go. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that kind of thing. But really, on 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 a soul level, they really love that person so much that they want that person to receive love in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. And and the same for them, right? Yeah. So so they may pick different time frames to be together and do that kind of thing. Um, and some of them are monogamous, monogamous. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it depends they, on what they want. Yeah, he's he's a he's a very strange entity. I just call him an entity. I call him a he, and I, I shouldn't really call him a he because I don't think he is. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a he or a she. He's just yeah. an entity. He's yeah. just like a, a light being. He's. I just call him a he because obviously I'm a human, right? Right. And my mind doesn't develop like their minds are developed. They can understand more than I can. But it's it's weird because I always perceive him as a man, but mm-hmm. I don't think he is a man, and I don't right. think he's a woman. I think he's just yeah. an entity. Yes, yeah. and you can call him that. You could call him the being yeah. or the entity because he doesn't really have a pronoun, right? Yeah. Or that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly interesting, but when it comes to this light being. Kind of a debate we end up always having is the existence of time itself. Yeah. Because this being is, just, we'll take this being as an example. He's saying he's about 5 million years old. He's considered a kid to his race. Yes. But the part that bends a lot of people's minds is that one of the messages that came through is where he goes, you know, Dakota, don't you think it'd be kind of funny if I ended up being your descendant. Mm-hmm. So, what mm-hmm. it would be your perspective on that? Well, <clears throat> time is takes place kind of all at the same time, right? Yes. I have dreams all the time mm-hmm. about an event that's going to happen, and it happens. So, where did I know? Mm that that event was going to happen in my life. How did I know that that was fixed, right? I don't know. And it's like like the last thing, what it was, the last thing that I dreamed was I went into my garage and outside of my uh, car door was a lizard this big, right? And of course, you know, a few months later, I walked out, there was a lizard. And uh, when I was a boy, I was, I mean, I picked those things up all the time. I'm looking at them, you know, talking to them and, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, but he was a little, you know, he was a little big. And, uh, but the thing was, is that it wouldn't move. I mean, I was trying to get it to move and get it out of the garage. I ultimately did without hurting it. Mm-hmm. But, um You know, I'm, you know, and then I kind of think of it as, okay, well, what, what does that mean? 
right? Because animal totems, you know, I, I've had lots of prey mantis, yeah. beetles. Beetles are super consciousness. Prey mantises are also very super consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, reptilians as well, because a lot of people now with this book ask me a lot about reptilians. And the thing is, is, yeah, there's a, there's a crap load of really good reptilians too, right? But everyone focuses on the negative ones because that's supposedly what's affecting a lot of stuff going on earth through a lot of other contactees information, right? So, um, so it's all fascinating, but uh, for for yours being there, um, Bashar, who cha- uh, Daryl Anka, who channels Bashar, mm-hmm. um, Bashar is his future self, five hundred years in the future, and who explains that all time is that in their perspective, all time is happening at once. So he can yes. talk to Daryl in this past time what we would perceive this past timeline, he can talk to Daryl and channel through Daryl, right? Yes. And the stuff Bashar says is mind-blowing, right? Yeah. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And where that race is now and how evolved they are and that they have, they're going through a seven-step hybrid program, mm-hmm. right? And so... They're, they're, in, in the beginning, they kind of look great, like grays. And as they keep going, they look more and more human. Mm-hmm. And then their seventh one, they'll be completely, uh, human and that kind of thing, but have that DNA in it. Yeah. So I always say to everybody, we are all, we all have extraterrestrial genes. We all have that DNA within us. Yeah. It has been here. There are all these races have been here, lived here, uh, made it here, had tons of children here. We are all, mm-hmm. we are all a part of who they are. So it's going to be very fun when mm-hmm. something like my heritage or 23andMe can do your extraterrestrial DNA and say, you're from the Pleiades and you have a little bit from Sirius and a little Octarian and uh, and maybe a little gray and reptilian. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I had a friend, um, she's passed away, but she, her father lived in the military, worked in the military and they were doing a hybrid, uh, they were doing a DNA exchange. And so um, they had implanted in his wife and the embryo that was already fertilized mm-hmm. with his egg, um, two kinds of human extraterrestrial DNA and reptilian DNA, mm-hmm. right? And so she didn't know this until he was almost passing and he told her Um and interestingly enough, all she did, everything in this life was dealt with was about bringing uh, information about the positive extraterrestrials here and that she did look a little different. She had a very kind of porcelain-y, almost white glowy skin. Her fingers were a little different. Her eyes were spread a little far apart, that kind of thing. So... Um, so it's, uh, 
There's there's so much. I mean, I I've I've been lucky to have talked to lots of different um, uh, hybrids, and one hybrid, um, Chris, for you is um, I don't know if you guys have uh, had her on the show, Vivian Chauvet, who's an Octarian mm-hmm. hybrid. Yeah. Maybe uh, that uh, one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, she's French. She lives here. Um, and I'll uh, I'll give you her info so you can yeah, yeah. Uh, and her website oh, yeah. Vivian Chauvet C H A U V E T for the listeners because I can't remember the name of her website. So here's here's yeah. an interesting question I always ask my friends from beyond, but they never really seem to answer me on this. And when do you think humanity, as humans, when do you think it'll, we will actually encounter? Total disclosure, we will start, you know what I'm trying to say is, they will come down and war will end. What's your opinion on that? Do you know, I I don't think that there is an answer for that because it's on a timeline that's, that's allowing this world to figure it out on their own. I mean, they are here and helping and assisting and the consciousness has raised quite a lot since the seventies. And, um, I mean, an awful lot if you really look at it. And, uh, and then of course there's still some places on earth that are, uh, uh, still, um, uh, treating their citizens, uh, poorly killing them. Well, we know what's going on in the Ukraine. So, oh, yeah, um, I mean, that's, um, that's just barbaric. And, yes. um, I, I would not want to be the person that has that many souls in its karmic bank. See, that's, 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 that's what I say. They are sometimes ask our friends. I says, why can you not do something? Why can, why can you not stop this one in Ukraine? Because they'll have the technology. They could easily, right. easily stop this. Sure, they could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't answer and, me. And it's like, it's like, why, why not, why not just help us once and show us that you're, you're really there for the people, for the humans in this world that do not believe. You know, can you imagine if they come right. down, the, the, just, they took out all the weaponry without hurting anyone. People around the world, like, they, they would just stop. Everything would change. Right. Well, the main answer to that is we're here and we have to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. They, yeah. they cannot be saviors because then we will not have learned our lesson. And that's the that's one right. thing they, they want us to do. Yeah. And that is... Um, why there are so many star seeds and things that are incarnated yeah. on the planet. There's lots of real live human extraterrestrials walking all yeah. on the planet to help raise the consciousness. There's lots of hybrids on the planet that came yeah. from up there that are now living down here. Yeah. They work in all, well, in all industries. They work in, um, uh, you know, uh, everywhere in high positions, everywhere where they can help and, and help to raise consciousness. So yeah. um, so this is what's allowed to get the planet up on its feet so that once it shifts over and changes over, that those those things mm-hmm. can then happen and then, then the change is imminent, that yeah. the world will 
uh, tip over in that direction, and then everything will happen from that standpoint. It will no longer be just ruled. It will yeah. be it will be um, governed by um, angels and yes. um, that kind of thing. So yeah. you know, like Valiant Thor is an angel in human form, right? Yes. So um, so there those types of beings. Uh, will be here and they are governing it from the other side and this and that. And what we don't know is how much that they might have helped shift things where things yeah. didn't happen that were going to be detrimental. So they've, yeah, they've always explained to me that I know I'm a pest and I must annoy them something right. And I'm always asking them, why can you know they ask them, why can you use that? But they did tell me they will stand in if we use nuclear weapons. That's right. They will. They yeah. absolutely will. Yeah. They, um, I know Valiant Thor has said that the, um, what, uh, what I call the Galactarian alignment of space peoples and planets. Lots of other people call it the Federation because of Star yeah. Trek, but, right. um, they, it's known to me through them as a Galactarian alignment of space peoples and planets because yes. it's an alignment of consciousness, of oneness, of, of being there and championing and they share everything. You know, you, yes. you have to remember they're telepathic, yes. which also means when they're when you're having a conversation with them, they share their feeling body with you. So you're feeling everything they felt during yeah. the experience. So you're not only are you having the <clears throat> same experience that they had through this conversation, but mm -hmm. your soul has also gleaned that much more evolvement yeah. from joining with them. So this is this is how it's there. So when we move up and join with them, so what they're basically doing is raising us up till we get to the point where we can therefore join, and it'll be it'll be a slow, easy process. But we have all the time in the universe. That's that's very true. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. That's it. Dakota. Actually, on the topic of grand disclosure, one thing I would like to get your opinion on, one of the conspiracy theories slash explanations that have been going around, allegedly from CIA insiders, is that part of the reason why total disclosure is not taking place is out of fear of mass suicide due to the fact that, obviously, as everybody here can testify, it changes how you view things. And there's yeah. still a lot of people on this world that probably <laughs> could not handle that. What's your opinion on that? Well, I look, I mean, they've kept it hidden for so long, they just can't come out and say, sorry. Digs <laughs> yeah. up. Here it is. Here's the <laughs> truth. You, yeah. they, they can't do that, and they know they can't do that. I wouldn't want them to do that, right? Yeah. I think what they're doing is little pieces at a time, but you have to remember there is a lot of really religious ingrained That's people true, yeah. on the planet, mm -hmm. and this could possibly really freak them out. And mm -hmm. in that way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. for us, it wouldn't freak us out, but... 
we don't know what it would be like to actually meet one face to face in a body, right? I mean, yeah. I had uh, a friend who uh, went to a thing with a contactee and there were a hundred of them. <laughs> and then in the forest, the ship came, they all saw the ship hovering above. And then six of them were invited in to meet the extraterrestrials, which were human. And they all came away from that, the the ones that got to go, like totally yeah. catatonic. They, they, they couldn't talk. They were just frozen in fear. And, you know, the, the extra lead extraterrestrial guy who was actually nine feet tall was like yeah. saying, get a hold of yourself, get a hold of yourself. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm just like you. Right. So. Yeah, it it must it must be quite interesting to see it from their point of view. Yeah, because it makes you wonder. It's like somebody asked in the chat. It's like, what do they think he is? Because when when they come along to our world and they're like, right, let's see what they're transmitting, and they start they start watching shows and stuff that we're transmitting. They must look at us and think, oh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they do, you know, it'd be something fun for them to do, uh, yeah. to see it, you know, their, their sort of televisions and things like that, or theater is more of a 5D kind of thing. So when you're yeah. watching it, it's a very forced perspective. It's kind of like, yeah. like this. Yeah. And it's quite amazing to look at. And so, um, and plus it, it gives you, it, it, it sort of involves, uh, you know, what those characters are feeling. They can add yeah. in emotion. So it's a different experience for yeah. them than it is for us. We could feel the emotions emoting from the actor, but they could really feel it emoting from the, yeah. from the soul. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a different kind of thing, but, I, I would just venture to say the way it's going to happen is just the way it's going to happen. It'll be the best for everybody. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. eventually, eventually. I don't think I'll see it in my lifetime. I yeah. think it'll be another couple of hundred years from now. But I think when it does happen, I think it'll be one of the most beautiful things ever to happen in the earth. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Wow. Just lost my train of thought there. My God. That's okay. I'm in OT. I'm sitting here in awe, guys, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is one of the best shows I've ever done. Oh, thank you. I got a question you could ask me. Right when you go, fire away. (laughs) All right. Ask ask me about finding my biological father. What? Can you please tell me? Oh, yeah, you did send us that. I did, yeah. So. Short story is when I was 12, my mother told me that my father was my stepfather and that I had a biological father. It was a, they weren't together very long. Something happened uh, where they just didn't see each other anymore. She was pregnant with me. He knew about that. And all she basically knew was his name and just a few little sh- tiny details, right? And, and that he was in the military. So um, I tried to find him on the internet. When the internet came up, I couldn't find him. I tried to do military. Nothing would come up. And so anyway, I um, 
when I was writing the extraterrestrial species almanac, I got a call from a um, genealogist in Canada, and she said, "I'm your either your fourth or your fifth cousin on your mother's father's side, yeah. and I'm looking for some info." Which I gave her, and I said, "Hey, could you find my biological father for me?" She goes, "Yeah, I can find anybody." And uh, anyway, I had already had done my DNA through one of those sites. And so she was able to connect it and find him. And she said, um, unfortunately, he passed away in 2006. Um, but this is where he's buried. And that was yeah. near uh, Warner Brothers in uh, Burbank, right? right? So Forest Lawn. So... I went to Forest Lawn the next morning, went up to the front desk. I said, uh, you know, my uh, my father is buried here. Can you tell me the name of anybody who called for you guys to go pick him up and bring him here? And she goes, well, let me look. And she goes, yeah, I do have a name. And it was a guy's name with a different last name. And she goes, I don't have any other information. I said, that's fine. Yeah. Came home. Looked the guy up. He lived around the corner from me, 74 years old at the time. And um, I wrote him a letter, put my picture in, and said, mm -hmm. if you know his family, um, you know, please pass this along and have them contact me. So two days later, I get a phone call from this guy's son who says, my dad got your letter. And I said, oh, is your dad friends with Fred? And he goes, no, it's actually his half-brother. And I went, oh, wow, so you're my cousin. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I guess I am. He goes, you know, it's really weird that you would get something like this and ignore it, but you're a dead mm. ringer for him. Like, you look just like him, right? Yeah. And so, anyway, I met him and my uncle for a long dinner, and they were just telling me everything about him. and. Basically, he went into the Air Guard before he was 18. When he was 18, he went into the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And um, and then uh, my uncle, just as an afterthought, said, oh, yeah, and by the way, he was in that Project Blue Book. Ooh, right. Yeah. How weird is that? Now, Project Blue Book is um, – it's the – uh, oh, God. It, so it was an Air Force study on UFOs that yes. started in 52, was decommissioned in January of 70, and investigated about 11,000 sightings. Okay. And its main study was to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security and to scientifically analyze UFO-related data. And now here I am writing MUFON books, a mutual UFO network, which is a USA, U.S. Yeah based nonprofit comprised of civilian volunteers who study reported UFO sightings, right? Nice. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is absolutely, I mean, it was mind-blowing. My jaw dropped. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, um, so I remained very close uh, with them. But what he then started to tell me was, so, yeah, so when he left the Air Force and he came back here, he ultimately became the head of construction at Warner Brothers and built sets for their movies and TV shows. Right. And I'm like, I've been in the film industry since yeah. I was 15, 
and casting movies for well over 30 years. And I was timing some of his projects. I was like at Universal when he was at Warner Brothers. And they're, they're basically their backs are bumped up to each other. Right. And, uh, it, it just, it's amazing because it's like we were talking about DNA earlier. It's in the DNA. Yeah. It's in there. Right. It's 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 fascinating. Yeah. Because, because you're in the you're in the UFOs and the extraterrestrials and stuff. Plus, you done movies for people in the chat, guys. Craig done movies, guys like June and other really yeah, really good yeah. movies. And but your father was doing the exact same. But that is that is just crazy. But how is? Yeah. And you never met him. Never, never met him. Yeah, my uh, I love my uncle and aunts and. Uh, he has three sons, and uh, they're all fantastic. Two of the sons are really into UFOs, and they said, you know, we used to grill them to see if we could get information out of them. And they said yeah. he wouldn't budge at all. And my uncle said he was always very secretive. And I said, well, yeah. obviously, because he never <laughs> told you about me, right? Yeah. So, um that kind of thing, and uh, and and my uncle was just very angry with him because he said, "God, look at all that wasted time. He could have had time with you. I could have had more time with you, yeah. and you know that kind of thing." But I'm just grateful to now know who he was. He was a yeah. uh, he was a very good guy, and you yeah. know helped to bring up uh, his wife, who we married, I think, in '62. Yeah. She had three kids already, so. I have a stepbrother and two stepsisters who flew out to meet me, and they were just awesome. And uh, and and they were into UFOs. They were like, "Tell us all about them," you know. So so that was yeah. kind of cool. I, I'm so looking forward to getting your book. I'm just so looking forward to reading it now. Uh, yeah, so excited. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to hop on Amazon after we get done here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> a question for you. Talking about Project Blue Book. Yeah. What would you say was one of your best UFO sightings you've ever experienced in your life? From Project Blue Book or or no, from from your life from your life looking for UFOs. What's your experiences? The best experience, the best sighting you've ever seen? Well, I've never seen one up close. Right. I've I've seen them up in the sky with the naked eye. Where, like, uh, once was at East Eddy Ranch and Trout Lake in Washington, which is across from Mount Adams, mm-hmm. which is notorious for extraterrestrial mm-hmm. craft. And so at night, you are almost guaranteed to see craft in the sky with your naked eye, or I suggest if you go to take night vision binoculars, because you'll really be able to see what's up there with the night vision. Um, I do believe the ranch has one pair of night vision binoculars, but there is uh, uh, somebody that works there who has a laser, and when they spot a craft, they'll point the laser up, you put your intention, and say, uh, move to the left, and then you'll see it go whoop, and then they'll say, power up, and then they go like that, this and yeah, you literally can have that experience the other is when i uh have been in sedona is through night vision binoculars you can see those things hauling butt across the sky just like this 
like I mean, nothing that anything we have can do that. And sometimes there's three of them together that are mm-hmm. hauling across the sky, right? Mm-hmm. I even caught a, um, a scout ship orb between Bell Rock and um, uh, Courthouse Butte on camera, like yeah. a big uh, orb that was yeah. just there, a metallic orb. And uh, I saw it when I, as I was driving and I, I just grabbed my phone and I started snapping pictures while I was driving the car. I was like, wow, you yeah. know, you don't, you don't see that every day. That uh, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. a lot of those stories and stuff. Uh, my new book for MUFON is called the um, UFO Hotspot Compendium, all the places yes. to visit before you die or are abducted. It's being released in uh, yeah. October. So, yeah. but I have well, pre-sales of the book on my website. Wish I had a time machine. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I haven't, I haven't seen the full version of it yet, but I'm, I will yeah. this month. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Oh God, I'm looking so forward. So Dakota, do you want to try any ghost box? Craig, do you want to try? Oh, any ghost let's box? let's do. Yeah, oh, let's try it. Let's see if we can oh, get. Oh, uh, sure. Let's. Let's 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 see if we can get. Um, let's ask some extraterrestrials to say hello. And maybe yeah, say their name. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. It's weird because behind you now and again it goes kind of fuzzy, but it's only oh, behind is it? you. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's These weird. are the um, you know, the Valiant Thor. Uh, I made. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's look what's at that. Right. I that's can't right. do it. I can't do it. It's wait, right, it's wait, right, wait. Yeah. there it is. Yeah, Woo, there it is. There we go. Yeah. So that's uh, the short film, The Stranger at the Pentagon, that I made, which yeah. is the Valiant Thor story from the 50s. And then yeah. this here is his flagship, the next poster over, Victor One. And those are the actual um, uh, the blueprints to the craft. It's 300 wow. feet in diameter, 97 feet top to bottom. Um, people want to check it out. It's uh, strangeratthepentagon.com. Yeah. Or if they, or if they want autographed books, it's uh, autobiography of an anet.com, where yeah. all my other books are. So all the links after the show will be below this video. Oh, awesome! Thank you, Golden Bunker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Be All right. Them. So, so it's now called the ET box. It's not a spirit yeah. box. It's amazing how the spirits can oh. use it, but also the ETs. It's amazing to yeah. they share yeah, that I'm... same kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, one thing I've noticed, God damn it! <laughs> no, I was just gonna say there. I've found it kind of interesting is that when I go to do some of these spirit box sessions and Paranormal World Investigators, that's Sherry that was in the trailer we showed you. She's oh, already right. saying she's feeling herself getting taken over. So, yeah. <laughs> One thing I found kind of funny is that sometimes I'll play the CE5 tones along with it. One time I yeah. did it without it, and all of a sudden you start hearing them ask for the tones. Mm. Yes. I mean, uh, Sherry in the chat there, Paranormal World Investigator, she's, she's quite attuned to the spirits. She can see them, but she can also see the extraterrestrials, and I think she can see the ones standing next to you, Craig. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yes, I remember her in the middle there from yeah. the trailer you showed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah, we did a C5 on air, and for some reason, she was starting to get hijacked by something Uh, not so friendly. So that's where that came from. Like, I keep telling people, like, how do you know these two, like, her, him and Sherry aren't faking it? It was like, well, granted, Sherry's over in London area. He's in Scotland. I can't exactly just fly over anytime I want. But I've learned enough about them to be able to say they are no actors. Right, no, right. terrible actors, in fact. <laughs> Don't even hire me in the movie industry. In fact, I'd be terrible. I'm one of the worst. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Right, I find it funny that we're, I'm trying to just buy time to set this up, and all of a sudden it's starting to malfunction. It's, it's, oh, it's you're kidding. Next, yeah. Is it oh, the nectrophonics you're using? Yeah, the nectrophonics. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's set it up. Get a little white noise in there. Is there anybody here that would like to speak to us real quick? Can you turn the volume up a wee bit? It's all the way up. Mm hmm. Hold on, let me see if I can adjust the mic settings in here. There we go. Is there any uh, positive extraterrestrials that want to speak with us? Yep. You hear them? Did they say yep? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us your names? You're not. I have Pallades though. You've got a lot of energy round about you, Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel it. I'm uh, getting the um, where the top of your head just starts yeah. expanding because of their higher feels like consciousness. It's, mm-hmm. It feels like it's for yeah. me. It feels like it's my head feels like it's in a vice. Right. It feels like it feels weird as I'm in space. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, Sherry, Sherry saying very yeah. tall, 12 foot, seems to be in white. I see her being in black suit. I think I just heard him ask for the tones. So we're going to oblige. Okay. Yeah. One thing I've noticed when I start to play these is that I feel like... Tingle. These... Mm-hmm tingles in my brain that go to the rhythm that of the tones. So I always thought that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. It's getting your brain waves in uh, sync to receive the messages.
see everything on the back of my name, yeah. The night we tried this, we had one guy message me saying he was starting to feel pains on the back of his neck. Former Marine who said that he did have an experience where he's seen a craft, so. Mm -hmm. Olivia, are you here? Somebody else here. I'm mine. Can you tell us on your names? What was that? That was like that was like late language. Did you hear that, Chris? Mm-hmm. Marine. Marine. Oh, that's my mom. That's my mom. She's on the other side. She always comes along, and that was her voice. I, I heard it. I heard it. Shannon? Well, that's my mother. Wow. What you talking about my mama for? <laughs> <laughs> She's doing the other side. She's probably in the next room. It was like... She, uh, he should be getting ready for work here soon. Oh. Yeah, we can hear you. I had a little girl's voice, though. Vadlock. I heard Vadlock. Yeah, I need Vadlock. The other one. Michael, are you here too? I think it wants it wants Craig to ask, ask some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, can what Pleiadians are here? Can you give us your first name? On the moon. That's been a recurring theme. Yeah. What was the first Talos. email? Oh, Talos, yeah. Yeah. I think it said Talos is waiting for you. Hmm. 
I'm I'm ready. I'm uh, I'll be happy to go and visit Telos. That's been some of the messages that we've been getting through our contacts that we figure out the secret knock, the door will open for us. Mm-hmm. Right. I would I would make good enough there. Huh? <laughs> Can we can we get a ship to talk to us? The actual ship? Tell us, tell you, tell us again. Tell us again. Yeah. So they're they're listening in. Tell us is listening in. Yes. Dad. Will I get to see you tonight? Can you can you play the crop circle one, Dakota? That is the crop circle one. Right. You want Mount Shasta? Yeah, no, that's Mount Shasta. Play that oh, one. yeah, play the Mount Shasta one because that's uh, yeah. Tello. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. All right. All right. Oh. One another thing that I probably should mention, they're actually sending us images that I've been able to create similar mm-hmm. tones with those that have oh. the same brain effects. Oh, yeah. Great. That's been interesting. I want to see that. Hello. Listening. Do you hear that music? Someone, someone just had a phone go off or something. It was, it was my phone. It's my ring <laughs> when somebody walks by the door. <laughs> it's I not it was contact. I thought it was first contact. <laughs> it was like, holy crap! They're answering. <laughs> Great to send my neck into a rage now. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> Some guys, but my head feels really weird. It's like where my third my third eye mm-hmm. is. It's like yeah, it feels like I'm in a pressure chamber. Yeah, you're getting um, you're getting a expansion 
and what we call a spiritual burn. Yeah, I can hear tones. Yeah. And the eardrum. Yeah. There's actually been times where I go to record, I start to go into a trance for some reason, but I go to play back the video, tones are coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, maybe, uh, Dakota, let's not play the tones and let's just see if they come up because that, that should have really set the, the energy right. All right. Is there anybody from the Pleiades that wants to say hello? So that, just my phone. They're answering your door. <laughs> they're at the, they're at the door. What <laughs> man? <laughs> All right. Any ETs that want to talk to us? Say your first name, please. What was that? Say it louder. Louder. I just hit the bottle one. Told you he was still hanging around. Yeah, I knew he was. What's his name? Valon? Valon? Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Dakota can pronounce it better than that. It's Valon, Valin, or something like that. Valon. I think that was them just trying to correct you. <laughs> What'd they say? It was like VLON. VLON, yeah, VLON. Is VLON correct? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh, it's about time we got it right, huh? There we go. Sorry for the bunches that mispronounced yeah. your name. Is is Vilon a man or a woman? Man, right at the end. Man. Where is Vilon from? They're getting real chatty now. Yeah. Where is Vilon from, please? What star system? No. But it's... I'm getting... Where's that place? Metatron? Aye. Oh. Did they just Marco say Metatron? Did they just yeah, say Metatron? 
No, that's what I'm getting. It's the, it's the, it's the aliens of like Watchers. They've got... What's their name? Moving into position. Bish Bishnar. Which Bish Bishnar? Bashar? Bashar, I Bish Bashar. Do you hear him? Communicate. Thor. Nice to see you again, Val. Do you have a message for Craig? Well, that's concerning. <laughs> I think Sherry is under now. I, I'm getting. I know who it is. I know she's under, but I know who it is. It's. I don't know the name of the extraterrestrials. It's them. It's, it's the ones in in uh, Elena's book. Uh, Dakota, the ones uh, with the cube behind them. The can it, you know the aliens I'm talking about? Yeah, That's them. That's who it is. That's who it is. They're here now. Just as you said that, my head, my sore head just went went away. Well. According to Elena's books, the Agarots tend to be babysitters of the hybrids, so... There's, there's Sherry saying, Craig is a child of the stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That conversation proved alone that he's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are clever, my boys. I just go there and I don't know what it means you're reaching a moment in history I don't know what that means It feels me. Do you feel tingles in the back of your hand? Always. <laughs> the answer is yeah. always. Figures that everybody starts showing up red toward the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Vilan again. Vilan, where are you from? What star system? Oh. Oh. 
think he's delayed in. Dilan, come through extremely clear and say where you're from. Damn, there's a bunch of them. This is pretty common for me. Yeah. There's Cherry's put Star 8, Miss Lyash. getting really, really cold right next to me here. And that could mean one or two things. It's either the spirits in my house or it's my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to hear voices in my house right now. And uh, I should be alone. Ah. Well. Maybe, maybe uh, somebody's in there and they're going to come and join us on screen. You can come. <laughs> Here's Mike, the naked Bigfoot. He's quite a spiritual person. Oh. Some crazy feedback, spiritual speaking. Actually, Greg, uh, like I said before, there's at least 21 years of cliff notes I can give you based on my own experiences, but Mike, he's a vac- practicing voodoo priest and has an attachment of his own right. that is deathly afraid of whatever comes through me. Oh, really? There's actually been points they started growling at each other on air. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Like, like I said, we have videos to prove this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see your documentary when you're done. All right. God, it's cold. No. I mean, I've got no windows open. My radiator's red hot. I was actually boiling five minutes ago, and now it's yeah. really cold in here. Why can they not do this in a heat wave? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I've always figured when that kind of stuff happens, it's a lot like... They're sitting at a higher dimension, but it's a lot like so when they're going to peer in to talk to us. My one, like opening in the house to an air condition. Yeah, when it's right. hot outside and it's a house full of air conditioning, you just get that burst of air. <laughs> My yeah. one's no here now. He's jumping between us. He's jumping between me and Dakota. That's what he's doing. I can feel him. Yeah. Thunder. 
I'm hearing a little. So we're going to have Garth language. Brooks song tonight. You know the light language. I, I hear a lot. Did you see that? It agreed with me. It went, yep. It, I can't speak light language with a ton, but, that, but I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Drew's paranormal blog. She's just seeing things moving around her. Let's just say there's a couple people in the audience right now. I know they're a little cautious. It's one of the first times they ever seen this happen with me involved. Ooh. People started coughing up blood. Some somebody uh, just walked over uh, my grave. Uh, that kind of weird feeling, you know. Wow. Yeah. A question. Here's a question for whoever's listening to this: Are you keeping an eye on the situation now in the world? I think. What was that? I heard what that was, but I don't want to say it. They say the name of somebody in power. Did you hear it? Is there something Drew needs to know? Let me let me see a question here. Are you here to watch a Pacific event in the history of human race? No. Are you here to watch a war that's unfolding? Yeah, I think it won't shoot you something I, I, I know that's what it said in the chat I'm not going to say it but that's what it said to me and Smith family got it there we're literally selling FU Putin merch, man, so might as well say it. It does, it said Putin. It said, it says, because I've been asked, are you watching us? And it said Putin. Yeah. Help, we need help. Can you ask them a question, Craig? Mm, let's see. Uh, it's Craig. Can anybody want to say hello? How many Pleiadians are listening in right now? <laughs> They're on the ship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did that just say demon? I didn't hear it. No. I wish I could patch this through so it comes through clear for you guys. 
Gash? Or gas. Well, I guess. No, one, one, one of them's got gas. <laughs> <laughs> you were told not to go near McDonald's. Paranormal World Investigators, 50 ships watch you now. It makes you wonder if they're actually listening to this conversation. They're all oh, yeah. They're listening to yeah. ships, they're listening yeah. to ships right now, listening to us. Oh, yeah, they, they do. They do a lot. Does anybody in the ships want to say anything before we go off? Did I just say tat turn? Thor. Tell me Thor. Oh, is that what it said? Yeah. It said Thor. Terra and then Thor. Ah. Terra and Thor. Yeah. Well, then again, it seems like Thor is their version of, you know, Bob up there as a common name from what I've noticed. <laughs> Eternity? What was that the question? you. I'm trying to... I'm saying what I'm hearing it come out of it. Go again. Thor is with you? Thor, do you have a message for Craig? Yes. Yeah. His mom. No. Daddy. Yes. Can only one of you speak at once? Okay. Don't listen to them. Who is the female who's talking? Can you catch her name? Olivia. Oh. 
matchups. All right, everyone out there, we're going to say goodbye. So say any messages you would like any any of us to hear, please. Paranormal World Investigator, we are calling you phone. That was really clear, but I didn't understand it. And you did that. really. Paranormal World Investigator, watch for us and think wisely. Easily. Is someone about to make a move? Yes, human. Yes. Do you want to break off now? Yeah, let's break yeah. off. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you. For, thank you. For all you extraterrestrials out there in the galaxy, thank you for listening. Take care. You went to. Yeah. See? They're looking after their Pleiadians yeah. and Octarians. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the Earth getting mentioned there a few times. I did hear Putin. I don't know why it said that. that that's just... Yeah. It makes well, you they, they, they do keep their eyes on world leaders. They keep their eyes on anyone who's going to do uh, any harm to the planet in any way, shape, or form. And that kind of thing. So uh, there's always a very keen, watchful eye on those people. So, of course, they'd be watching. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for coming tonight. And please, please go and buy Craig's books. Buy all of them. Yes, (laughs) yes. Go, Go to my website. I'll sign them for you. And uh, personalize them and autograph them for you. Autobiography of um, AMET.com. And you'll find all the links that you need below this video. In the description below. Ah, nice. So thank you, Craig. And Dakota, do you want to take us out? And we'll catch you all tomorrow night. And Craig, we'll talk to you after the the live. Yes. The the backstage area. Just one little message before we go. Tonight does happen to be a CE5 night where they're wanting, Stinger is wanting people to play the tones from 9 p.m. to midnight, their local time zone, to create a lighthouse effect. Tonight, depending on weather conditions, because every time I want to do something involving watching the sky, it always gets cloudy. Yeah. We're going to try another channeling session to see if we can get it directly to come through and see what happens and I'm also going to try a few things so that have been known to cause faces to appear over my own so yeah. let's see what happens tonight shall we so catch you later everybody see you bye everybody tonight. thanks for bye. hanging out with bye. Us. bye